podcast where I talk about health challenges and health anxiety and mental health and all sorts of things like that. Um, how are you doing? How have you been? Are you getting ready for Valentine's Day? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty well. If you haven't noticed, um, which I'm sure you did, we have a new little intro jingle and it is a original song written by Ben and I just love it so much. I literally am like, you know, obviously I'm like biased, but it's totally, it just makes me really happy every time I listen to it. So, um, thank you so much Ben for that because I've been really wanting to get a, a song that was actually like mine. I mean, I didn't write it, Ben wrote it, but something that was actually like original to the podcast don't move camera um and now I feel like I have that so that's really exciting um what else uh bear with me for this episode because I'm using a bunch of different new technology if you can see me you can see that I have you know that pesky little ring light glare in my glasses that I'm really trying to figure out um, and I'm also using just like a whole new recording software. So just, just bear with me. These are the kinks. This is the real deal. Um, you know, we do what we can. Um, but anyway, hello and welcome. Let's keep it moving. Okay. So today is February 13th and in 1693, Galileo, Galilei? I think Galilei. Listen, I've been taking Italian via Duolingo for like 373 days or something like that, and I think that's how you pronounce it. But definitely Galileo is the first name. So uh, he arrived in Rome for trial before the Inquisition um, for professing his belief that the Earth revolves around the Sun as opposed to the sun revolving around the earth. And that was really not a popular sentiment with the Catholic Church. Um, and it was punishable by death. Um, and, you know, there was obviously plenty of stuff to choose from for today. But I wanted to do this one because it kind of leads me into this other moment of, you know, telling you that I've obviously been very into the whole, like, mind-body health mind body healing thing lately and I also have been into astrology before um but I feel like I'm really kind of like leaning into it right now which is a lot of fun and um I've just started reading this book called cosmic health and I gotta put the for the her first name is Jennifer I can't remember her last name I remember it's Italian um but I'll post it. I'll post it on the, the Resting Scared Instagram. Anyway, it's really cool. It's all about like mind, body, health stuff, but kind of using astrology as kind of a way to like tailor mind, body, health to yourself. Um, and so it's not just about like your sun and moon and rising sign, but also all of the planets. Um, and it's really cool and I really recommend it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it if nothing else um so yeah you know if we didn't have 
shit like this going down in 1790-whatever, um, then we wouldn't have the astrology that we have today, and we definitely wouldn't have Cosmic Health. So that's what I have for you there. Go check it out. So I've been thinking a lot about <clears throat> self-love lately, um, but really like what it means to have a healthy relationship with yourself. And, you know, we see so much self-love, self-care, content, quotes, memes, you know, all of that, all over the internet. Um, and I think we get kind of lost in the sauce of like what self-love actually means or what it can mean. Um, and I know that this is a topic that I've talked about before, and in many ways this is kind of like an umbrella topic of this whole podcast, but with Valentine's Day being tomorrow, I thought I would kind of revisit the topic of self-love. Um, and I want to talk about what it means to me and how, and the ways in which I show up myself have uh, show up for myself have kind of changed recently I was gonna say over the years but I feel like it's even more recent than that um, because I think sometimes I have gotten confused um, I've gotten self-love confused with or practicing self-care I've gotten confused with just like self-betterment like just trying to better myself <clears throat> um you know like I want to be more fit so I push myself to work out for you know six days a week instead of five um and I push myself to work out harder uh, because exercise is self-care and now that is true for me, like I generally do think that exercise is an, an extremely important way that I show up for myself and show self-love because it calms down the whirlpool <laughs> inside my brain um, and my body. And it gives me focus and it's also like me time. Um, it's something that I generally always do alone and I love that for me. Um, but it's so easy for the lines to get blurry between self-care and punishment when it comes to exercise. So, you know, that's just something that I'm trying to be more mindful of. Um, but it's hard. It's, it's one of, it's, that's maybe one of the tougher ones for me to actually put into practice because I'm not going to, I'm only going to change my ways. I'm only willing to change my ways and like honestly reflect so much about it because I want to keep working out. I want to keep exercising. Um, but that's just like probably the easiest, easiest example for me to come up with. Um, and I also think of all of this like inner child work that I do, um, that I've done and continue to do, you know, to heal my inner child and to see why I am the way that I am and to kind of overcome the pain of the past you know it's all about it's all about overcoming you know it's always a means to an end of getting better you know it's all about getting better um and honestly lately I've been just a little like 
overwhelmed by all of that. Um, I'm getting burnt out on confronting myself, on confronting my childhood or my past or my, the way that I am, <laughs> you know, it just, um, it gets, it does get exhausting kind of being on a mental health journey and always kind of focusing on fixing it, like fixing yourself and fixing the the, the weird things about your brain or whatever. Um, and I think that maybe a way that I can kind of like bring self-love into this area of my life would be to kind of meet that inner child and not confront her, um, not feel the need to fix her, um, or even necessarily like heal her, but really just like accept her, forgive her, protect her even. Um, because no one else is going to do that besides, besides me. So I feel like it is kind of up to me and maybe, you know, maybe that is exactly what healing your inner child is about. Um, but it hasn't been that way historically for a while or at all for me. <clears throat> and another thing that's been coming up a lot is this issue of trust. How much can you trust yourself? as someone with anxiety and irrational fears um, and like an overly dramatic immune system, see the mast cell monologue from a couple, you know, from last episode a couple weeks ago, how much can you trust yourself when it comes to knowing what's best for you and knowing what you need? Um, and this is something that I talked about last week too, but the more I think about it, the more I just want to reject this whole um, wariness to trust myself. Because even, even if wires are getting crossed in my immune system or even, you know, with the anxiety and with the OCD, um, I want to kind of reject this, this lack of trust. Um, because truly at the end of the day, you are looking out for yourself more than anyone else is. You are your own best friend. You just are. And so what? You're not going to believe her. You're not going to believe your best friend, you know? And I know it's so easy to fall into that self-criticizing role. Um, it's hard to not do that. Um, but just remember that in the same way that you always try to like have your best friends back, you gotta have your own, you know? So I am trying to resist the urge to turn on myself. Um, so don't turn on yourself because others will do that for you. Don't worry. They, they will do that. So you don't need to turn on yourself. Um, be on your own team and trust that you know what's best for yourself and for your own team. <laughs> um, and you know, of course, disclaimer to say that, you know, always be practicing some level of self-reflection, you know, trust yourself enough to know that you can make mistakes and learn from them and grow from them and then do that. Go ahead and do that. And boom, there you go. 
I just solved all your self-confidence, self-trust issues. And you're so welcome. But you know, jokes aside, um, <clears throat> I really do hope that you are that you are the type of person who is trying to show yourself divine and unconditional love right now, um, or that if you aren't really feeling capable of doing that, that you want to start doing that. Because, I mean, literally do what you want. That's, like, number one. But um, I just think it's important. I really do. Um, you know... Because even if you have a partner um, and you have somebody else, you know, whether you have a Valentine or not, or whether you're your own Valentine, um, if you have somebody who's like showing you love all the time, it's really important to also be able to show yourself that kind of divine love, I think. Um, and there's no limit. That's the amazing thing is that I think we get into this, you know, mindset of feeling like there is a limit to how much love you are able to receive and give. And there just isn't. It's it's limitless. So, you know. And um, if you do have a partner, and even if you don't, but if you do, um, and you are someone with pelvic pain or you're with someone, you're partnered with somebody with pelvic pain and are feeling a little nervous about initiating sex or whatever, or you're afraid of pain before, during, or after, um, or any awkwardness, I am coming at you with some hot tips and tricks for being a sexual person with pelvic pain conditions. So yeah, I wanted to have the first part of this episode be, you know, me getting into my woo-woo self-love thing. And then for the second part of this episode to be like the hot and steamy other type of self-love. I mean, it's all the same, you know. Um, so tip number one, hot tip number one, consider what a successful or satisfactory um, sexual interaction is for you and your partner. There are many ways to give and receive pleasure. Um, so maybe think about what it is, what it is that both of you want. And if penetrative sex is mutually desired, but tends to be difficult for one partner, um, try using, I mean, first, you know, consider that and consider like if, if there is a way to kind of get the same thing to have your needs met without penetrative sex. But if there's not, I highly recommend using something called an O-nut. Now I have not actually used these before, but I have heard from many people that they are, they are the thing. And they've also been recommended to me many times. Um, but this just isn't really, like, an issue for me. Um, you know, I have enough issues. I It's fine that this is not one of them. And when it used to be, this thing didn't exist. So um, so here's what the O-Nut is. Um, it allows the users to control how deeply 
penetration goes during sex through compression technology. And so it's like a lit, it's like a, a ring that I believe goes on a penis, a phallic object. Um, so that can either be a penis or a sex toy and it can also hold a condom in place. So, you know, it essentially acts as a soft bumper made from material that gives it the feeling of having full penetration for the person wearing it. Um, so yeah, that's my first tip. And my second hot tip is you're never going to have too much lube. It's not going to happen. You're not going to have too much lube. Um, but I do recommend trying out different ones and see what works best for you. For me right now, I really like using these Foria CBD suppositories as both like a soothing internal and external, like basically like salve, but also they work as a very like slippery lube and it also smells great. Like literally 10 out of 10, this product, I really recommend it. Um, I've talked about it on here before, but yeah, don't be afraid to make a luby mess i mean you can you can clean it up after and i mean i feel like this goes without saying but you never know i think that people people get weirded out about feeling like they can use enough or feeling like it says something about somebody if they need lube it says it says nothing it says absolutely i mean it's it's meaningless it just is what it is and you you deserve to use the right amount for you I'll just say that for you right now. And then my tip number three, my last tip for right now, is that the importance of aftercare really cannot be overstated. I mean, I know it's tempting to just kind of like roll over and go to sleep or whatever, like kind of just move on when you're all done or worn out or whatever. But if you are somebody who experiences pain with sex at any point in the process you really just got to be taking care of yourself I mean I know that when people hear aftercare they often think of somebody taking care of you or vice versa but again this is all about self-love baby and the way I see it as hopefully you've just been like really loved on by somebody else and so now you're gonna really love on yourself and create a perfect storm of love. Um, let's see, what else do I have in my notes here? So yeah, I mean, like nowadays for me, all that, you know, if, if you're wondering like what I mean, like an example, nowadays for me, that just means like making sure to pee and like rinse myself off and that's it. But there was a time when you know, bathing in warm water was what needed to be a thing or like, um, maybe like using ice or something. Sorry. My cat's, my cat is just whacking me with her tail and it's really funny. Um, and you know, that may seem like unsexy or, you know, annoying, but it's definitely not unsexy because when you properly take care of yourself after the fact, it allows you to have more sex, more good sex. So how can that be unsexy? It can't.
have for you today. Um, I hope this episode was as fun and entertaining to you as it was for me to make it. Um, hoping this new software is going to be, um, start making a lot more sense to me. I'm only, you know, this is my first time working on it, so we'll see. But so far I'm feeling good and I'm loving my new song. Um, shout out once again to Ben. And yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back in two weeks with more. And if you are watching the video, we're, we're saying goodbye. Me and Brewer, she hates me.